0: Star Wars fans, we're back to talk about The Bad Batch, episode four, Faster. And my name is Justin, and I have my old co-host, but new co-host and in, in this series, review series. We got Harry back with us. Hi, y'all. And this is the new season of The Bad Batch. Uh, started off great, some first... Two or three episodes that were pretty good, really good. I enjoyed them at least. Harry, we were talking before, Harry's has a problem with one of them, but we'll get into that later. But overall, I think it's off to a good start. So, faster, pretty simple episode, right? Nothing too complex. I thought it was entertaining. I enjoyed watching it, and I thought uh, we had some good character development, and we got some insight into one of the main characters that we have been working with for a while sid and uh i liked it overall what about you harry general impressions first off what do you think
1: i liked it it was fun um gave me some uh, phantom menace vibes a little bit uh yeah, it was a little bit different from their usual stuff so i really enjoyed though the overall episode
0: yeah yeah and as usual the animation was superb the design was awesome you know all this technical stuff was awesome great great stuff uh, I do enjoy watching a show that has such great uh, technicalities direction voice acting all that stuff that makes the show that much more enjoyable so uh, par for the course for these guys bravo to Lucasfilm and those guys who who produce this show I think it's really good so uh, we have the setup for this episode is Omega, Wrecker, and Tech are hanging out in Sid's tavern. Uh, but Hunter and Echo are are gone. They're off doing some mission that they didn't really talk about. Um, but Sid has something for these three. They're not too key, keen on doing it without the other two. But she's like, yeah, oh, you, you guys can handle this. It'll be fun. So they had they go end up going to the racetrack. And you brought up episode one, some episode one vibes, and I agree. There's some basically it's pod racing, right? So just a little different version of it, a little more exciting. And uh, but these racers are single pilots, and they're all droids. There's no humans that are pilot piloting, right? Because it's so fast. As far as the setup for this uh racing i think what they call riot racing i believe yes and as far as the the setup you walk in you see it you see how they're doing it what'd you think of this part of the episode Harry,
1: i thought it was pretty cool it was like almost uh like a repurposed area of this city that Mm -hmm. they had turned into a racetrack so there was Um, obstacles and tunnels and and um, like an old part of a city that Mm -hmm. they had taken over and created this racetrack on and um, it was kind of a cool little place Um, and new little racers like pods but not pods yeah and a ton more violence
0: yeah they had weapons on them they were shooting each other that was part of the game
1: weapons and shields and like hidden weapons too Mm
0: mm-hmm yeah, and there's a couple subulba type characters, right? They're do anything to win, and I don't think they call it cheating, but they uh, do what they need to do to win. So I thought that was added some intrigue to the episode to the the plot here. Um, but yeah, they show up, and Sid is all excited about her new racer, Teo, who's a droid. a droid we haven't seen before, like a different type of droid. But we do see some protocol droids. Um, what else did we see that was familiar in these think, with these racers?
1: I think there was a couple of Astromax moving around. Mm-hmm. And then some of those little tiny like maintenance droids,
0: mm-hmm, again, from droids. episode one. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there was even an assassin droid piloting the one of the machines. And then there's some aliens as well. It's a pretty diverse crew, but a lot of the pilots were protocol droids that were just like repainted. So I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, they're not just you know for communication and translating; they they're also pilots in this episode. So, uh, which is, would be interesting because we think of you know the big protocol droid in Star Wars, C three PO. You don't imagine him piloting a ship. You know that's not that's out of his wheelhouse we do see it in episode three briefly when he's flying Padme to Mustafar, I believe. But outside of that, he doesn't really pilot anything, so.
1: Especially not like these racers, you know, really uh, fast and uh, dangerous kind of situation. Mm -hmm.
0: But I guess you could just reprogram them, right? As far as C-3P goes, just (laughs) upload the latest files on how to pilot a Starship and you do just fine, but. So I thought that was, that was interesting to see that dynamic we hadn't really seen before. Uh, But yeah, it's kind of similar to episode one pod racing, where you go around the track three times and you can take the other racers out if you can, or team up and get some other racers out and, you know, see who wins, crosses the finish line first. But Sid, she's betting on Teo, Teo, I think, does Teo win this first race? think he does he yeah.
1: does yeah there's the big crash there and then he comes blasting oh, yeah. through the clouds of dust and
0: that's right yeah and he's pretty cocky for a droid right he talks to as himself in the third person which i thought was kind of funny a lot of people didn't like it but uh i did i thought it was pretty cool we hadn't really seen that before
1: no no not really not from droids and he's very cocky and yeah not afraid to tell everybody why he's better than <laughs> than a person at
0: doing it and yeah why he can't be beats yeah pretty good stuff so um yeah he wins sid's like okay we're gonna make some money off this guy this droid and then her old nemesis shows up we had some new character we hadn't met before uh the i believe is how you say it um but he's a big dude, and I guess him and Sid had some sort of relation, business relationship in the past, sounds like. And he goads her into betting on the next race that he's got a pilot that can beat Tao, and so they make a side bet. And uh, as it plays out, this pilot and another pilot team up against Tao and take him out. And the ship crosses and they lose. So now Sid owes this this old acquaintance some money, but they don't she doesn't have any money to pay him off, which was I thought was interesting because why would she make the bet? I guess that's a common thing with gamblers, right? They make bets they can't cover, so they get in debt. So, um so we're seeing this side of sid as far as like betting on races but it wasn't very surprising for me as far as her character goes what do you what did you think about this new side of sid that we hadn't really seen before
1: i think it's always been there um you know she runs this tavern there's some light betting went on in a couple episodes in the first season over out card games or or something um so she's been around it, um and also i I guess what I was thinking is their last mission went terribly wrong. All that money that they had access to was gone. Oh, yeah. And um, so she's got bills to pay and maybe debts that she's worried about covering. And what's the best way to do it? Yeah. Go gamble on a high stakes race.
0: Yeah, go bet on the horses, right? Right. So, yeah, I didn't had to put that together. That's probably some correlation there. So, uh, but yeah, I liked it, you know, since diversifying or putting her feelers out for more options, more money, but she gets caught and she can't pay. She can't cover the bet. So Omega jumps in and says, well, double or nothing. We got this. We can, you know, if, if you win, you get double. I don't know how they pay that off either, but, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but if not, we get sit back. So in reality, you're not out that much. So the dude takes the bet and they they put uh, tail ends up getting destroyed,
1: right? Yeah, oh, they're working they, on the fixing his his racer from from before. Yeah, when he lost. And um, they just put him back together, and yeah, then the the other team takes him out.
0: Yeah, accidentally. Accidentally, G- right? He gets, <laughs> yeah. So. Or that crap. And the guy shows up just at that time. Oh, I guess you can't race because your your droid's destroyed. <laughs> so then Omega says, oh, we can do it. Uh, we'll have Tech do it. Or I guess maybe Tech just volunteers saying he can do it. So he's going to be the one to, to do the race. And I thought that was a lot of, added a lot of drama to the episode. He was like, oh, okay. He's never done this before, but he's pretty smart. We've seen in previous episodes, he's pretty analytical and that's ultimately what he uses to to win the race is just, you know, out thinking, outsmarting the other racers. But he jumps in the the pod and they they race around the track and he eventually is able to pull it off and, and win the race. And so they're able to get Sid back and everyone's happy. But uh, so pretty basic episode. Um, a lot of people are calling this a filler episode. I wouldn't go that far because I, I do think – It does further the plot. I think we'll see this pay off. Uh, Some of the things we'll talk about here in a minute. I think they'll pay off down the road. So um, it was entertaining. I didn't think, you know, why am I watching this show? This is the worst Star Wars ever. You know, none of that stuff for me, at least. Um, I did like like how it's Wrecker, Tech, and Omega doing their own thing. I mean, last episode we had Crosshair. We just, because he is, you know, the bad batch he's part of that that group right so we should see some crosshair centric episodes we should see some some standalone episodes with this part of the group or this soldier maybe hunter by himself or tech by himself or so you know so it's good that they're always not just out doing the same thing all together as a group all the time so for you harry as far as that dynamic goes would you think of hunter and uh echo being off on their own and these three having to have this adventure
1: i i thought it was you know really interesting just because yeah they don't always have maybe have space for everybody in every mission or they just don't have the need and why are you going to risk the whole team all the time um for for missions that don't need them and sid needs a little muscle hanging around um you have to imagine there's side hustles going on all the time. Yeah. So, you know, they split up and can take care of more. Is At this point in their lives, it's really just a hustle just to stay alive, not get caught, have the resources to keep doing what they're doing. Um, and, you know, hopefully banking a little bit so they can sneak off to some forgotten corner and, and just live out the rest
0: of their lives. Yeah. So what do you think the end game is for these guys with Sid? Are they just going to keep working? Is it like, like, Oh, here's the the next mission of the week. And now you guys got to go do this. And, or do you think there's going to be some, there's an end game to this part of the story?
1: I think there probably will be because if it's just the mission of the week, week after week, after week with Sid, um, then it does get a little boring and, and it is just filler just to, to make this series happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the break will be. Um, are they going to do something dramatic and kill her off eventually? And that will galvanize them to do something else. Um, will they make a big score and she's like, peace out. I'm going <laughs> to, uh, I'm going to retire someplace yeah. better than here.
0: Going to Scara, sit on the beaches. <laughs>
1: right. Um, so I, I don't see it long-term playing out yeah. with, with sit around every time. Um, I think there'll be a break eventually. Um but but I'm not sure. Um I guess it depends on how many seasons they're planning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a s well. I think this is a stop gap. Like, okay, we need to get some money because that's why they started working with her in the first place. So I think they'll get to a point, they'll have the big score or a couple missions where they are able to, you know, make some good money and then they'll separate or maybe the Empire finds her out, right? Oh Sid, we gotta shut her down. She's getting too involved in stuff so then they're forced to separate from her but i would be surprised if by the end of this season start of next season they're still doing missions with sid i think it's the short-term thing mid-season maybe she's you know they move on from sid or at least the they're working with sid evolves into something more than just missions of the week i would at least i would hope so because like you said it would get boring I'm sure there'll be some cool missions and cool, some pretty cool stuff, but at some point that's going to get old, like you said.
1: Um, yeah. There just has to be progression in it. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I
1: can't just start every week hanging out in the tavern like, Oh, I need you to go do this. Yeah. Um, it, that, that'll that just get stale. Um, what will happen? I I don't know, but I, I just, I don't see it lasting long-term. Mm-hmm. Um I guess there's just a lot of options that could happen and Mm -hmm. it's the waiting game now to see.
0: And I think that was in in the line of that thought, that thought process with her. I think this episode was, it led me to believe that there's going to be more based on basically the last line, last scene of this episode where this Malegi guy says, don't trust her don't trust Sid, she'll stab you in the back or, you know, something to that effect, right? Right. You got this hint that she's more than what she appears to be and you can't trust her. So I think that kind of started my thought process is, oh, okay, something's going to happen soon where they're going to, the relationship's going to change or the situation's going to change with Sid and they're going to move on or move on together to something else.
1: I think there's also the risk that, um, Sid's dragging around, obviously, a couple of clone troopers. She's got yeah. this team of clone troopers. <laughs> yeah. At some points, the fact that the Empire's looking for them is going to come to, to her yeah. enemies. Yeah, and
0: someone's going to report it. Her,
1: her, her contacts and the people she deals with aren't good people. Mm-hmm. And all of them could make a buck off reporting her and the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. So this guy's saying, you know, don't trust her. But in the end, we can't trust him because if he realizes you know the empire's after these guys he's like hey you know a few thousand credits and i'll tell you where the bad batch is hanging out
0: yeah or maybe even sid herself turns him in because she's in desperate straits dire straits right
1: it's it writes um if she does like gambling a little too much and it happens again where and or she gets picked up by you know some kind of imperial presence and like hey i can buy my way out of out of this i can bribe this official to to get gone to but i got to turn in my friends because really are they her friends or are they just assets to her
0: yeah definitely assets i don't get the sense that they're friends or anything right so um but i do feel she has a soft spot for omega but it's, yeah it's a different thing so anyway, yeah, it's, it's got to change here in the next few episodes or else it's going to get very repetitive. But yeah, outside um, of that, there wasn't much to this episode. I did like how Tech stepped up and was able to, you know, take control of the the racer and, and win. Shows kind of we get some character development with him. He'd never done that before, so he does something different. Omega shows a side of a more leadership side. To the to the group which is surprising being that tech and wrecker are, are there and they're more than capable to make decisions but she stepped up and came up with these plans. So that was interesting. Um, so we we did talk we did bring up about crosshair how he had his own episode last week, which was good um, what but you weren't too hot on crosshair or like what what are your thoughts on that to revisit that?
1: I, I haven't right. been super hot on him since he broke with the rest of the Bad Batch. Um, I think that too often they use him as a Deus Ex Machina kind of thing, where mm-hmm. he can solve any problem with his gun. Um, and the I don't—he was just kind of irritating that last episode that he he could do everything. Yeah. and you know and and cody who's everybody's hero right he's he's a very capable trooper way he's, more experienced and, right um i mean he's led battalions in combats and he knows a lot but then you know crosshair does everything every shot he makes is a perfect shot and um especially that last little shot that he takes that takes yeah. out like what five of the the assassin droids the assassin droids before hitting the um <laughs> the tech droid it's just like really
0: yeah.
1: never in the history of star wars have we seen a shot blast through like multiples they hit them and they take them down and that's it but all of a sudden he, he shoots a shot that that takes out six different battle droids
0: mm-hmm. um i was that's like really powered yeah yeah, I get your point there. I, even then, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty amazing." He <laughs> <laughs> can shoot, you know, lasers off, and it was like he had the the reflective discs on the walls, and Cody just throws the one up in the air, and you don't know where that's going to, what the angle is going to be there. You right, know? so many variables with that, but yet
1: you're not it's... ricocheting shots off five different dudes and hitting the one you got. That's yeah. just yeah, like the laws of physics say that's impossible. <laughs>
0: And that's like Jedi level if, if it is possible. Right. Right.
1: and I, I mean, so yeah, so I, I get just, what you're saying there. Yeah. It was too much.
0: Yeah. So as far as him as a character though, do you like him? I mean, he is the, the foil for the group, right? He's the, the bad guy. Um, as far as that goes, do you like him that way in that aspect or do you just don't like him at all? Uh,
1: i'm not sure i like him at all really i mean i see him as the foil and yeah he keeps getting used but it's almost i mean there was a complete break with him and his brothers they had had all that time during the clone wars that they were doing missions just you know the five of them and then just to make a clean break mm-hmm. um i don't know I, I find it difficult to just to believe i mean i know he keeps saying it right good soldiers follow orders right um but they were a little different right Uh, they were a little tighter as this five because nobody liked them (laughs) yeah Yeah. um like even other clones don't care for them and they keep showing that right every time he sits down next to clones they all get up and move yeah uh he eats his meals alone he sits in his room alone um so i don't i don't know um He just kind of annoys me i guess and maybe i'm looking too much into it or maybe i'm just looking in too much into the the brotherhood of battle where he should have he should feel a little more loyalty to them Mm -hmm. in in my opinion
0: i agree i mean that was one of the themes of uh the clone wars right how close the clone troopers were with each other right you're not seeing it with with uh with uh, crosshair because of he's, he's a good soldier and he follows orders. Uh, How do you think they're overplaying that? The good soldiers follow orders.
1: I think so. um, Because I think if the next order was clone troopers, kill clone troopers, I think we would see mass resistance where um, it would break them mentally to, to have to kill their brothers or they would rather like, well, I'm not doing this. So, you know arrest me shoot me but i'm not going to kill my brothers and that's Mm -hmm. um so i i think that that they would be able to pull that off and resist enough because of those loyalties and all of that time they've been bonding you know basically Mm -hmm. since since they were clone birthed all through training all through the war and I, i i think they do play it a little too much
0: yeah okay I think to some degree they will follow orders, but like you said, it, and we, me and Aiden talked about this last week or last episode where, you know, what if there's an order 67 where they have to turn on each other and, you know, the, the orders to kill all the clone troopers. So they kill each other. You know, I don't see many of them, at least half, I don't think would follow that order. Right. Maybe, maybe some would, but I don't think the majority would
1: right yeah i think easily half would say no and just put down their weapons like well you're gonna have to kill me then with somebody else because i'm not killing my brothers yeah um so i I don't know and 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 maybe maybe there's another storyline there maybe maybe there's something we don't know about crosshair yet that that he is a little bit broken a little unstable and something happens Mm -hmm. that we might see in a flashback at some points right that that Uh, a failed mission where maybe there was a sixth member of the bad batch and something that crosshair didn't follow an order on and caused that dude to die. Mm -hmm. And now he's been, you know, extra careful ever since, no matter what. Right. And so maybe there is a possibility and, you know, they're going to redeem him eventually. And, but there's, there's something tragic um, in the history of the bad batch that has kind of pushed him to this this level of obedience.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think um, the, we, the inhibitor chip was the reason why Order 66 was successful, right? But it's interesting because uh, Crosshair doesn't have his inhibitor chip, but yet he's like the most loyal. So I think there's an interesting dynamic there between, you know, those that have the chip are... Like with Cody, he didn't, he has the chip still, but he didn't want to kill, follow the order and kill that uh, governor from the last episode. But Crosser has no problem with it, but he has no chip. So, and you know, right. how much influence does this chip have? And how much we saw in the season seven of the Clone Wars, how the, the clones are almost robotic or zombie like, oh, we got to kill the Jedi. You know, they just did it. Even though they, you know, Rex was basically the only one that tried to fight it. And he, even he needed help with it. So I just wonder how much this inhibitor chip storyline is going to keep going and how much effect it'll still have, if any, in the future. So, um, crosshair, does he have a redemptive arc, do you think? Or is he just going to go down as the bad guy till the end? I
1: kind of hope he does. Um, I think. I think all of Star Wars is a redemption arc. Um, that's that it's always showing the possibilities of going from from bad to good. Um, and other than Palpatine, you know, no one has fallen so far that they couldn't come back if they tried. Right. And you know, we've seen it in each each saga, um, and we've seen it in other ones. Um, there's there's a variety of them. So I kind of hope so um and because you know just for the the mental health of the rest of the bad batch they don't lose their brother right. um or if they do it's it's after he redeems himself somehow um so I kind of hope so because I don't want to hate him because you know he, he is kind of cool and um it like some of his his attributes I think they've just made him over powerful to be this uber foil mm. and and almost too powerful at this point Right. So I would like to see him come back. I think it would be cool. I think it could make a good story.
0: Okay. Yeah. We'll see how it goes with him. I think he'll be the bad guy for a while for a couple seasons at least. Um, so yeah. So this episode, I hopefully we get to see what Hunter and Echo were up to. I mean, in the sense that it'd be cool to see them working together because Echo is the just kind of the, the newest addition, right? Right. Um, he, he's a reg a normie or <laughs> whatever they call him. Uh, he, I guess he was an art trooper. So he was, you know, a little more advanced than just a normal guy, but he wasn't one of them. And so it'd be interesting to see how him and Hunter work together on, on their own, but it, it would just add more character, develop more flavor for, to the show to see, you know, maybe we will see wrecker and, and omega go off or tech and hunter go off you know something like that i think that'd be cool to have some some episodes like that to see them not working just as the five but as or six but as, as others as well so
1: yeah i think that would be um makes for some really good episodes just show the you know you kind of focus on on one or two of them at a time and the dynamics between two of them as they try to pull off a mission without the strengths of the rest of the crew. Mm-hmm. You know if something happens like, well, geez, if wrecker was here, he could have done that. so how are how are we going to do it without him? Yeah, yeah, and showing some some personal growth, character growth, and just you know some off the wall thinking to solve problems that would have been easy with the whole team. Mm-hmm. right
0: yeah so we will see how it goes in the, the future episodes but uh thought not a lot of meat on these bones this episode but it was a good one entertaining i was entertained watching this one and that's what i like you got to have those fun episodes mixed in with the serious ones so i thought this did that filled that role for me so overall i give it a probably an 8 7.8 or something you know c plus b minus i thought it was good um can't wait to see the next one what about for you harry what's your final grade final thoughts on this
1: yeah i probably c plus b minus i'm with you um we need some some kind of fun stuff this series is it's a little heavy um yeah they they aren't having a lot of success other than they've rescued omega everything else has kind of gone sideways and it's just every once in a while you just like want them to have a little bit of fun and win even if yeah. it's just getting sid back Yeah. Um, So yeah, C plus B minus. um, I definitely enjoyed the episode. Um, I feel like I enjoyed it more than episode three, but I guess that was just my issues with Crosshair. Mm -hmm. Um, I did like seeing Tech kind of not take charge, but just like, hey, watch me, I got this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, So that was that was kind of cool, just for Tech to shine for a moment there.
0: Yeah, it wasn't just the nerd in the in the corner. He was able to be the hero. Right. So cool. All right. Well, we want to thank you guys for listening to the Credible Nerds podcast, watching this. I uh, mm-hmm. invite you to subscribe and like our channel so we can get more exposure, right? And be able to get reach more people. And um we enjoy talking about Star Wars and especially the bad batch. We'll be back next time for our review of episode five. So I want to thank you guys for joining us and may the force be with you.
1: May the force be with you.